0: This is the Drive-In Podcast. Take one. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Welcome to episode 107 of the drive-in podcast on today's episode we have our special top billing draft of the greatest tom cruise roles so use the bathroom now grab that popcorn and enjoy episode 107 of the drive-in podcast Howdy, Duty, Episode 107 of The Drive-In has arrived. This is Dr. O on the horn. This is our third episode drop of the week as we move on with Tom Cruise Week. We had the Mission Impossible trailer that dropped earlier in the week for Dead Reckoning Part 1. The first part of a two-part finale for his role as Ethan Hunt, a, a role that might be drafted today. And then we also had our throwback review of top gun in preparation for this week's release of top gun maverick so today we are drafting the most iconic roles for one of the most iconic movie stars that have ever lived i'm joined as always by my co-host and best friend tom cruise aficionado ricky flicks how pumped are you to be talking yet another episode regarding tom cruise
1: we're just blessed. We're blessed. Thomas Cruz Mapother, uh, M- uh, whatever you pronounce his last name, the fourth, right? <laughs> the fourth, not the third, not the second, not the, so first, I the fourth. Try and pronounce that last
0: name for us again. Mapother. Not going to
1: get it. Not going to get it. Hey, listen listen to this. So it goes by we have Cruz had...
0: for a reason.
1: It goes by Cruz for a reason. Exactly. He would not be Tom Cruise if he kept that last name. We'll just get mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. straight away right now off the, off the top here. But this man, do you know the day
0: of his birthday? July 30th.
1: No, that would be too good to be true. I, w- I would be saying that every day. That's Ricky Blitz's
0: birthday for all the audiences that, that don't know. You,
1: that would you be it. That would be.
0: A- I was going to say you and A-Rod, July 30th. And Nolan.
1: Uh, Christopher Nolan and also Arnold Schwarzenegger. Shout out. Um, but, yeah, no. His birthday is July 3rd. How, how, like, we were robbed. No tees and picks, but we were robbed one day.
0: I mean, it, it would have taken Born on the Fourth of July to a whole new level.
1: Yeah, exactly. We're living in a lie right now. <laughs>
0: it he, would have been perfect. He, in fact, was not born on the Fourth of July for anyone that was wondering if that was a biopic who have not seen that movie before.
1: But, okay, off the top again, just to say that one more time because it's fun to say. Tom Cruise, yes. If you listen to the two uh, previous episodes this week, yes, I have an affinity towards Tom Cruise. I think he's one of, if not the greatest, I don't think he's like the greatest pure actor of all time, but he's the greatest movie star that we've ever seen. And the versatility of his acting, the way his career has gone, I think when he wants to turn it on, he's one of the best there ever has been. And he's also one of the best, if not the best block, uh, bo- blockbuster box office superstar movie star that we've ever seen. He's grossed over $4 billion domestically and $10 billion worldwide and non-superhero. Non-superhero is the key. The man is Mr. Box office as an actor. Like, and he's also like a pro- mega producer as well because he produces all the Mission Impossibles and more. So we, l- I love this guy. He's a three-time Academy Award finalist, three-time Golden Globe winner, but he gave them all back, man of the people, man of the people, gave it all back to the Hollywood Foreign Press. I love this man, and I can't wait to do this draft. This is like, as hyped as I am
0: for the Leo draft. This is the second. I'll get into like the previous top billing drafts uh, that we've done for both actors and directors, because I think you could argue that this the top ten roles that we're going to pick today – could go up against any of the drafts we've ever done. But I'll go over that in a second. But I like that you brought up the versatility because if you look at Tom Cruise the past 15, 20 years, you would argue that he is not versatile whatsoever. But what we do, cinephiles like us, we dive deep into the filmography. We look at the different phases of Tom Cruise's career and the one consistency with Tom Cruise, he puts butts in seats. He puts butts in seats Dating all the way back, right? Top Gun in 1986, all the way up to 2022, 2023, and beyond. Just wait till we see this guy in space. It's gonna happen, people. Get ready. A pioneer of the box office, a man of the movie theater, a god amongst men. Go, just go. Movie theater, go.
1: Yeah, the movie theater, go for sure, for sure. And Top Gun Maverick is gross. It's expecting right now could go higher or lower but right now we're recording on May 25th right now it's projecting to go 180 million this weekend Woo! that would be his hi- so that means on um, based on a normal release schedule movie theater release schedule that would be the highest grossing film he's ever done
0: says something buddy that says something buddy returning to an iconic role molding in like even more of like these action sequences that have made him so great over these years, taking top gun from 30 years ago to a whole nother level. I'm beyond excited. I know you are even more excited than I I am with your anticipation here last time, but let me just go through the drafts we've done so far, Ricky flicks. And we're going to say like, we're going to decide in a second, whether these 10 picks rival or are better than these artists that i'm about to go through so we've done a leonardo dicaprio draft okay one of the best pure movie stars on the planet but guess what he's done a streaming movie guess who hasn't tom Cruise. right don't look up for leo we've done a nick cage draft okay has a very as we said before versatile versatile uh imdb but let's not forget you picked willie's wonderland in the top 10 draft for him tom cruise never be caught dead doing a movie like that Moving on, we did the PTA draft, okay, director, much more minimal or smaller, I guess, uh, collection of movies, but, I mean, most bangers, most bangers, if not all. Uh, we did a Christopher Nolan, once again, similar PTA, minimal number of movies, make sure that they hit every time. Okay, maybe a little bit easier for not easier for a director, but like the by the time they they take on these movies, when you look at PTA and Nolan, they're taking years to develop these movies. Judd Apatow, we also did a draft on. He really doesn't belong in the same type of category, I guess, as the rest of the cast, just because his movies not as complex. He turns them out left and right. He's a part of a lot of production of comedies, still has made an insane. He's had an insane impact on comedy for the 21st century. Ricky almost scared me there. Uh, Sorry. But I think you could argue it's between Leo and Cruz for the best filmography filmographies that we've ever drafted.
1: I want to say yes. Pete, like PTA and no one. Those are just tough to say no to. Um I guess those are just different because those, like you said, less body of work. So it's a lot easier. Yep. You know, they only put out bangers. I don't want to say
0: the term easier. It's just they have more time to work on it. When you have someone who's so committed to their crafting, making as many movies as Tom Cruise, and to have that, like, that accuracy with his films hitting time and time again, that says something.
1: We should do... Now I'm just thinking about it. I know this is off topic, but Oppenheimer next year, instead of revisiting the no one rankings... For top billing, we should do like a top billing of the entire cast movies mm-hmm. or like roles and like I don't know Com- somehow a combined, that list, like a yeah. combined list like a list like for did Barbie.
0: That We've done that before, haven't we?
1: And we can't repeat like.
0: How some okay, Gucci we did one. that?
1: Oh yeah, you're right. House
0: yeah, House House that was took- a good draft. We took the entire cast and we said, okay, these are the best movies yes. that they all have been a part of. We are like. Boom, we go through right, the, all, right. all these, we the podcast list.
1: Like with all these casts coming up, we should just continue to do that. That's like
0: so much fun. Who do you think are Cruz's contemporaries when it comes to like meaning this much to movies themselves? So like, he's done it for the past 40 years. Like lining up when he started, like who has had a similar impact as Tom Cruise? Any names come to mind?
1: I don't want to. Is this funny because looking back like now in 2022, when I... I'm about to say a couple names here, it's like laugh out loud. Um, but if I were to say names, like I would go like I, the first name I thought of, like De Niro, like I, I like De Niro. I think De Niro yeah. changed the game. Uh, was obviously Scorsese helped with that, but I think Cruz changed the game in the 90s. I really, I really do. I think well, really late 80s and then into the 90s, he really changed the game where he could do a we already mentioned Mission Impossible movie, but then he could switch to a dramatic role in the same year. And he really showed like the movie star that we talked about last episode, but he could do that, but also get nominated for an Academy Award that same year, you know? So not only put butts in seats, but also put butts in seats for a critically acclaimed film or performance. So I think like De Niro can do that.
0: (sighs) but not anymore. That's the thing. Oh, you Niro, mean right now? Like it's like, just like day. throughout his career, like he's been able to garner audiences no matter what movie he's making. So like it's the I don't I don't know if there's anyone that can do that. Leo is one, but Leo starts afterwards. He doesn't have the same longevity. He eventually will because he's Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. And he is like the second coming of De Niro. So he's like the closest parallel to that. But like De Niro will throw in later on in his career here, a comedy every once in a while that like just won't do well at the box office, won't perform well critically. Like you're going to get everything from Tom Cruise, all effort in. And like, I guess during this time period, I think of like the nineties dramatic turns and like his startup in the eighties, like to me, like the name, just the name itself. Like I think of Tom Hanks, like Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise, right? The two Tommies, okay? So I think, like, box office-wise, like, Tom Hanks is doing a movie. It's like, oh, my God. It's, like, immediately people think it's going to be good, right? He doesn't have the action pedigree. But when it comes to what he means to movies, I think it's similar to Tom Cruise. But the thing is – sorry, I'll I'll let you speak in one second. I just want to say to make this point. Tom Cruise will never go and sell out to a streaming service. He will never do it. He is a rider for movie theaters. He will be 80 years old and refuse to do streaming. There will be, I think he is so committed. He had made Top Gun Maverick in 2018. He has waited till 2022 to release it. He could have released this bad boy in 2020. And you better believe streaming services were breathing down his neck to release this movie. But like Tom Hanks, Right, someone who started at a similar time, okay, has achieved a lot in terms of prestige acting. But he makes a movie on Apple TV like twice a year, you know. So you understand what I'm kind of saying there? What he means to movies, same time period. Yeah,
1: I I completely understand what you're saying. I I think you're right then because the only one I'm thinking of, yeah. So I think what you're trying to get at is longevity. There's no one like that, I guess, that also leads the movie. You know what I mean? Like. Ford, I think, is a good example where, yes, he's still in huge blockbusters today, like Force Awakens, but he's not the star. He's not the one putting the butts in the seats. Um, You can see that for every single superhero movie, like Samuel Jackson's in every single one, Mm -hmm. but he's not the one physically putting butts in seats. He's a great actor and everything, but like, you know, and then there's also like great like influential people who are, I think, are similar to Tom Cruise, like what I initially was getting at is like kind of revolutionized the game like De Niro did in the 70s. That's kind of what I was getting at. Um, but I guess if we're talking about box office again, then there's literally nobody because like you could talk about, I'm just saying a non-superhero, like I guess Vin Diesel, like you could say Vin Diesel. Ricky, Ricky, take that. Longevity, we, we, Fast I, I,
0: Furious. The drive-in retracts that statement completely. Ricky, we're editing Am I that crazy out. here?
1: But like, <laughs> yes. come on now, think about it. The biggest blockbusters, non-superhero, like the Born Born movies, Matt Damon, Stillwater. nobody saw that in theaters yeah but like was a vin movie, diesel you know?
0: like people don't go go to see vin diesel like you know what i mean like people go to see. i know like, the Fast and so, franchise. Well,
1: i guess that makes my point saying there's nobody like him right like, that's, that's the closest I that's... thing i guess non-superhero again
0: i don't know like i guess if you look at his career from 20 2000 on you know i guess you could say that but i'm i i basically was trying to get to the point that no, What you said earlier, there is no one like him. Someone that started at the same time has eventually moved to streaming, right? They're not able to do the actual action-adventure stunts like Tom Cruise can do at age 59. Like, it's nuts what he's doing. And he's not stopping his action movies at age 59. He's going into his 60s, right, making Mission Impossible movies. He's going into 60 as an action movie in space. Like, he is not stopping. He's committed to a theater type of experience, um, going into this draft, Ricky, what type of uh, research did you do? Did you do anything, watch anything?
1: So I just I, – it was a fun one because I kind of went on like a Tom Cruise fest a little bit here. Um, I don't want to tease any picks, but I did watch four movies. Four, I wanted to – I watched one movie that I'd never seen before, or I'd never seen in its entirety, never sat through the entirety, so I did that. And then I revisited a few movies that – I never get to catch the whole thing in total. Like, I've seen it once in total. But, like, I just really wanted to, like, garner the movie and the performance around it. And so I did a couple of those. And I'll say that during the draft. But it was more like that. There's a couple ones I wanted to get to, but they weren't streaming or they weren't, like, available. Um, Or there were some where I was like, all right, they're not in my top 10 nor top 15. I'm just not going to revisit. I know I haven't seen them a while, but I'm just not going to revisit maybe at a later date, but not for this draft. How about you?
0: Yeah. So I had watched, like, I fell asleep watching a movie in the summer, but I had seen it before, like a couple years ago. I did research. I watched collateral and my God, I love that movie. It is insanely good. Uh, talk. I, we'll, we'll get into like, that. that's most likely going to be drafted today. I'm, I know I'm teasing a pick, but whatever. Okay. That might be on the cusp, whether it's going to hit the top 10, but, like him with Jamie Foxx and same chemistry. I love that club scene with the music, the buildup, the cops going in, Jamie Foxx leading the way, Tom Cruise breaking, literally breaking ankles and breaking kneecaps on his way, right, to commit another hit. So, I mean, that movie, and then like, he has some great, great one liners in that movie. If we get, if that gets drafted, I'm dropping a couple, no doubt about it, buddy. So I watched that. I wanted to watch Last Samurai because I'd never seen it really i've uh, never seen it and i'm i i i it's kind of one that people forget about in his filmography for whatever reason it's not part of a franchise it took place in like the mid 2000s when you can argue he was kind of in a lull kind of it's like after minority report it's like before war of the worlds it's kind of like he doesn't have it exactly going on like he did in the late 80s and mid 90s and even what he has right now so it's like kind of a lost time for him i've never gotten i wanted to actually watch born on the 4th of july not streaming, unfortunately.
1: So, Last Samurai, I have seen that movie. And since you haven't seen it, I'm guessing you're not going to draft it. I will not be drafting it. But I will say this about The Last Samurai. I watched that when I was a freshman in high school in a world civ class. and That was the first time I've ever seen it. And I liked it so much then. Like, the beginning was so tough. But once he gets over, um, like, not out of America... And the movie gets going. It's like, oh wow, this movie's a lot of fun. This is good. Like Tom Cruise looks great. You know, I like the long hair. He's keeping the magnolia look. Drags a little bit, I will say. Uh, the ending is like Jesus Christ. Like what the heck? Like they overdone it, overdid it. Um, definitely politically, I guess. Looking back, especially if you're um, not, it's a little tough politically. But if you look past that, I do like that movie. I, I'm not going to draft it. That's why I'm talking about now. But I do recommend watching it.
0: Yeah, so that's one. That's one of the few I haven't seen. I, like I've seen Born on the Fourth of July on HBO. Every like, uh, not the whole thing, cause it's I think it's a three-hour movie. But it's, like,
1: it's actually not. But how long is it? It's two hours, uh, like twenty minutes. That's pretty long. It's all Oliver Stone I, when I when say so it feels when, when longer I, than it is.
0: When I say, like, three hours, like, I mean, like, two and a half hours. <laughs> like, I'm, I round up. I round up, typically. But, uh, yeah, like, usually I didn't have the patience when I was younger when that was on, but seeing Tom Cruise with, like, that – makeup on and like him looking different than the prototypical movie star like that is tom cruise most of his movies he looks like himself because he knows he's a good looking dude he knows he's a swaggy dude he wants to. that's like a sign of a prototypical movie star you want to be seen with your own face that's old school that's like paul newman stuff you know you're not gonna you're not willing to like sell your sell out or just change your appearance just to achieve whatever an award of some sort but it seemed like that was that era where tom cruise was really going for it in that early 90s era uh with that being said ricky flex you ready to get going yes sir Um, okay i i have a spinner if you want to do the spinner or we have the coin if you want to do the coin
1: do we flip a coin to see do we do a coin or the spinner yes
0: tails tails do the spinner okay heads, do the coin okay for reflip go It's tails. All right. Spinner. Spinner. Okay. (laughs) All right. And it is spinning. And the choice of pick will go to Ricky Flex. He he wins. He wins a 50 50 going into the draft for the first time in I don't know how long. I'm speechless. Applause. Applause to Ricky Flex. Well deserved applause. Uh, so Ricky Flex, are you gonna draft first or second in this draft?
1: I feel like I know what your number one pick is. Do you? Sorry. Yeah, but I don't want to. I have a clear one-one. I teased it in the last pod, so I have to go first because okay. I'm afraid if I don't get this, then my draft's gonna go off the w- wazoo.
0: Okay, so Ricky Flex has the number one pick. Doctor Rose number two. We got a snake draft special as always. So Ricky Flex. With that being said, number one overall pick to you, my guy.
1: And to be clear, this is Tom Cruise roles, right? Not movies.
0: oh, we gotta yeah. I think we gotta make one clear. Actually, we'll see when it's picked. Okay, we'll, we'll discuss. Okay,
1: because we'll okay, I I I think I know what you're gonna say, and I have an idea for that.
0: Okay, that's fine.
1: Okay, number one pick. I think this is a no brainer. I said it. It's one of my favorite performances of all time. I said on the to- a Top Gun pod. One of my favorite performances of all time. Lieutenant Daniel Caffey, a few good men. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Number, <laughs> I one, didn't know you were number one. One, one overall, overall. I can't say enough about this movie. It is probably the most rewatchable movie of all time. And a lot of it, yes, Jack Nicholson, that final scene is amazing and also his intro scene. But this is Tom Cruise's movie. Yes, Aaron Sorkin's dialogue and the, scre- the script. Amazing Rob Rob Reiner, amazing. But at the end of the day, this is a courtroom drama centered around one Lieutenant Daniel Cafferty, aka Tom Cruise. This ha- for me, this is the easiest one one i I've had in a while. Wow. wow. That's how I know, like a lot of people here like listening to this are like, How is that possible? Tom Cruise, like, he's not no this is for me. This is Tom Cruise. This was like should have been like okay. This guy's gonna win a thousand Oscars afterwards. I love this performance again. One of my favorite performances ever. One of my favorite movies ever.
0: A few good men. Lieutenant Daniel Cappy. I'm shocked. This is the number one overall pick. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, like the fact that you said it's clear in with this filmography, and I got, I got, it was not, it was my number three. I had it at number three. Uh, it mainly because he plays a lawyer back to back years in his filmography. Like, like you could argue, like it's not. The other time he plays the lawyer, it's not a better movie and not a better role than a few good men, but he's doing the same thing twice, which is, I mean, I disagree. I disagree a lot. Okay. So let's go over the role in a few good men. You got a cocky dude. Okay. You got a cocky dude who thinks he knows more. Okay. He has trouble working with others. Okay. And then he has this character arc. Okay. Obviously he goes through, he learns to be sympathetic. Okay. And, He's going one-on-one with an all-time great older actor.
1: Okay. No. It's great points. Counter-argument. One's a courtroom drama, and the other is never in a courtroom. Although he's a lawyer at a firm. Correct. But he's playing a lawyer right <laughs> but it doesn't they matter a, the, the courtroom drama is so difficult the amount of the, the aaron sorkin dialogue think about all the aaron sorkin movies that we've ever heard right like think of the social network how smart those people sound like how difficult of a role it is to play in an aaron sorkin script and he murdered it he absolutely murdered it and again I know, the, like I know what movie you're talking about. The Firm. We'll just say it now. I already said the. Firm. already said. Firm. Oh, okay. I didn't say the Firm. Unreal
0: movie. Awesome movie. Great might performance. make the draft. Might make the draft. Oh yeah,
1: great performance. We'll see. But in the courtroom, it's just different. It hits different. Like think about any great courtroom drama movie. The best parts are in the courtroom, and this one arguably has one of the best scenes in movie history. And yes, it's also from the counterpart, the great acting of Jack Nicholson. But at the end of the day, this is a Tom Cruise movie.
0: Tom Cruise is better than Nicholson in this movie, dude. I'll oh, easily. That. But like oh, that
1: one scene, he's like, You can't
0: handle the truth. Oh, You like, can't handle the truth. That's what everyone
1: thinks of. So. I but well, like I mean, the that's way, that's way Tom Cruise decline
0: ca- from the movie. But at the same time, yeah. like Nicholson is just this angry old man the entire time. Like there's not much development. He's just who he is. That's why he's in like the supporting role. He gets all the he gets a lot of accolades for it late in his career doing this type of thing. But Cruz is the one going through it all. Okay, and and you can tell that the, the, the you, you like the like you talked about the sort Sorkin monologues that he goes on. Not just in it's, the courtroom. It's so hard. But like when they're prepping right for the case itself with Demi Moore and that dude who's in every single movie. I don't I forget his name every time. But I, I even the conversation with Kevin Bacon. Like Cruz does murder him. He does, yeah. and I, I think this is a good pick. This is the better lawyer pick. I just don't know if, if like, with all of his iconic films and his uh, filmography, I would have taken number there one. Was, it's, it's an amazing
1: role. For me, for me, it was, like, two ways. You can go this way if you're going, like, early cruise. This was, like, clear. But if you, like, are more towards the post, like, Oscar-run cruise, then, like, this isn't the pick. But for, for me, someone that is dedicated, like, 90s movie stardom – not just around the blockbuster, but also around the dramatic critical acclaim. I love this era. Tom Cruise is one of the main actors of that. And it's because there's one of one of the main reasons because of this movie. And also, I just want to say, also mentioned like Nixon gets a lot of the, the shine, the supporting role that has the iconic line there. That's a common theme in a lot of Cruise movies where he carries the weight of the movie, but a lot of the shine gets taken off him. And I know it's crazy to say, because t- it's Tom Cruise, like one of the like, like the man's a man rocket, right? He commands the screen, charisma, personality, but a lot of like the performances that uh, like the supporting character, or if, or if he's the supporting character to the main actor that usually gets the critical success. And then he's kind of in the background, but in reality, when you take a deeper look at the movie, he's kind of carrying the movie a little bit and it's going against like another, a Nicholson type, or I'll say, I won't tease any more picks, but another great actor next to him or actress.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm, I'm probably going to take a pick the next uh, two that I have back to back. That's going to perfectly exemplify that. Uh, but yeah, I love the movie. I love the role. So, number one overall, Ricky has a few good men. So, before I make this next pick, we have to make a clarification. So, Tom Cruise is a part of a major movie franchise. He's done six movies uh, as Ethan Hunt. Okay. Going to be eight by uh, 2024 with Mission Impossible. So, I have a question. Are we taking one movie with Ethan Hunt or are we taking Ethan Hunt as a character if we draft him?
1: So, yeah, there's two ways we could do this. We could make it mandatory that we we take an Ethan Hunt character. Like me and you both can have one and we pick which movie. Or we could just have one Ethan Hunt. Someone gets it. And I'm assuming you're picking it now. So that's like what the two scenarios I can go.
0: So six movies. He's only a part of one franchise. Top Gun, I guess you can count as going to be a franchise after this sequel. But I like that we pick one Ethan Hunt movie each because that's going to totally impact the way I draft if we do that. Okay. So one Mission Impossible each.
1: If you like it and if you're not sure, we can flip a coin.
0: (laughs) Are we going to make it mandatory? Like like you have to pick an Ethan Hunt rule? I'm okay doing that if you are. Okay. I am. Okay, one Mission Impossible and guess what, I will not be taking a Mission Possible with the either of the, my back-to-back picks here. So, with that being said, I think naturally based on our throwback review earlier in the week, we talk about like one of the most iconic blockbusters of the 80s, one that didn't have like a franchise attached to it, like a Star Wars or a Star Trek. And you look at all these other franchises that are born, the Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones, all that stuff. What's a blockbuster that stood alone in the 80s, not a high school like rom-com from John Hughes. We're talking Top Gun, Pete Mitchell, Maverick, spawning a sequel in 2022, 86, 96, 26 years later after the first one births this movie star career of Tom Cruise, the coolest, arguably the coolest guy who has ever hit the screen, right? Aviators, leather jacket, gets the girl, right? Got an ugly sidekick, okay? That helps him get all the chicks at the bar. Excellent at flying, okay? One that, I mean, the sequel has been brewing for literally, I want to say, 10, 20 years for this movie. It feels late that we're getting it at this point. Tom Cruise, not a man of franchises other than Mission Impossible. I got to go Maverick as number two overall pick. Thoughts?
1: I love the pick. I love the pick. I personally did not have it in my top three, though. I I will say I understand it to be in the top three because this is what solidified him as a movie star. I don't want to talk about Top Gun too much because we have a whole podcast episode right before this one, but yeah, love the pick. This is what made Tom Cruise who he is or what allowed him to become who he is this role. So great pick.
0: Okay. Uh, moving on. So thinking about what would be available. I'm just going to go with a movie. I think that follows in the same vein as a few good men, not the same role as a lawyer, but the fact that he is paired with, an iconic actor who gets all the accolades from this movie, and Tom Cruise is underappreciated as a result. It's the only movie Tom Cruise has been associated with that has won a Best Picture Oscar. I'm going with Rain Man okay, as the third overall pick kicking off the second round. Uh, the fact that he didn't get nominated for a movie that won Best Picture and a guy won Best Supporting Actor to me is abysmal. Yeah, I, I believe he didn't get nominated. Am I right about that, Ricky? He did not. That's egregious. That's egregious. This is one of the few Tom Cruise roles where it has fantastic character development, where he becomes a sympathetic figure. Right? We've seen him as an arrogant individual, but mostly likable. He is just beyond unlikable to start this movie, but you fall in love with him by the end of it. Uh, Great chemistry with Hoffman. I mean, he had to have insane patience to do that movie with Dustin Hoffman, if you've ever seen Rain Man. Uh, this is 88. So it's two years after top gun. This solidifies him as a legitimate actor, not just an action heartthrob, uh, rain man. Uh, I think it was an important movie in his career. Also like launching him into the nineties where he does all these movies that we're going to mention and probably pick that puts him in that Oscar conversation. He wasn't just going to be right. Maverick. He was going to be something more after rain man. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Levinson movie adds that legitimacy. My second picks, Rayman.
1: Great pick. I, again, not in my top four. Whoa. Five, but wow, saying that, I do think he should have won an Oscar for this role. I know it's crazy to say. So Kevin Klein won for A Fish Call Wanda. Um, great performance. But like, I think Rayman is like, just like what we were talking about uh, with Kathy. And a few good men it's another situation where he kind of carried the movie it's just that hoffman uh the character just like the role like he had to just change the you know what i'm saying like he uh what's the word i'm looking for like dustin hoffman had to go through a, like like uh, serious yeah
0: he, he had to buy in you know yeah he had, he had to like go all he, in for the role yeah played. he had to go
1: all in to play the autistic character of raymond babbitt it's like He's going to get the accolades. He got the Oscar. Waringman Man got best picture. But the, who kept the movie humming along? Like that was Tom Cruise. He was
0: integral to that movie. If he's not in that movie, like you can't rely on Dustin Hoffman to carry that. He needs someone to play off of. And Tom Cruise was perfect. He was perfect in that movie. Under A little subtle but underappreciated because obviously you got a real overt or like obvious performance from Hoffman. That's obviously going to garner a lot of attention, but he holds that movie together, man. It's them, them on the screen pretty much the entire time. And this is,
1: and this is uh the next movie after a previous movie where the same, not the same exact thing happened, but another person that he was alongside with got an Oscar as well. So it's like kind of a common theme here. And Mm -hmm especially in this movie, this is one of the ones I rewatched and rewatching this. I really noticed, obviously I was looking out for Cruz because of this draft, but like it was, I was like kind of surprised how Dustin Hoffman, obviously a great performance. It's very, very hard. Like if that movie came out today, that would get a lot of backlash for someone trying to become, um, trying to depict someone that has autism, right? That would have a lot of backlash, but back in the 88 did not. And very, uh successful critically right got the oscar but i think that tom cruise was just amazing in that movie and yes the typical a-hole brother right kind of that but
0: that kind of like but started he starts that off trend as such a jerk and like all these other movies he's in he is arrogant but not really a jerk like we're gonna list them and like we can like cite the examples as we go but he's not as hateable as he is in the beginning of this movie like he literally kidnaps his autistic brother for okay? money Yes, for money, and then like getting to the point, like at the end, where he like legitimately cares about him. The audience like cares about the relationship, and you do a full one eighty on Cruz's character. I think that's a lot. It has a lot to do with his performance, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, it's it's just again. Last thing, just based off of who was nominated for an Oscar, a lot of it was like like Kevin Klein, like Fish Call Wanda, Martin Landau, Dean Stockwell, Alex Alex uh, Guinness. Right, a lot of these guys. That are in the back half of their career. Oh, geez. Right. So it's just like tough with the academy trying to give one of the awards to someone like an honorary award, right? Not necessarily who was the best, but it's like River Phoenix got nominated and not Tom Cruise. It's like, what are we Because, like, here?
0: Cruz had built some legitimacy up to this point. He just worked with Scorsese two years earlier, Color of Money with Newman, who once again, him being paired right, with which a to. legend, right? So, I know. Sorry, I brought it up. Whatever. No,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. We're just throwing it out. well. Yeah.
0: So, that's my second pick. Uh, my uh, my second overall, my second pick, <laughs> second round. Uh, Rain Man, Ricky Flex, who is your second round pick?
1: I'm taking Jerry Maguire. Oscar Nam here. Um, the first one off the board that he gets an Oscar Nam that we picked here. So this is my number two overall because I think this is the one of, if not the best overall performance he has in a movie as an acting. Unbelievable. Similar to like what we just said, like what I was also alluding to, like he's an a-hole at the start, at the end, you complete me. Like it all comes around, right? And I think another thing in this movies that we didn't talk about off the top, but like like, Tom Cruise did not grow up with a great upbringing, right? He, like, he wasn't, like, the wealthiest guy. Like, his parents weren't very wealthy. He had sisters. But, like, he would always constantly, like, he in all these interviews, he'd always say that his dad was, like, a bully, like, a jerk. Like, he would, like, hit him. Things like that. And you could always feel that in his movies, whether it's Rain Man, what we just talked about. Uh, Top Gun, like fighting against air up in the sky. Um, this movie, Jerry Maguire, and eventually becoming like a stepdad, right? It's always a common theme uh, in his movies. World of the War, uh, no, no it's his But like a lot of his movies. And this is like another example of that. So I felt like in this movie, it really came together as a whole, not just because of that, but I just thought I wanted to bring that up because we have been talking about these movies that he does have like a father issue and similar to another uh the Spielberg who he has frequently collaborated with. So I just want to mention that as well, but I'm going to pick Jerry Maguire.
0: Yeah, I like it just because it's pretty much the th- role that rolls off your tongue after like Top Gun you think of Jerry Maguire. Uh him and Cameron Crowe, like Cameron Crowe like I don't know. It just was a good fit with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is such a good-looking guy. Cameron Crowe has a lot of like positivity in his movies. At least it appears so. Um, a very like very awesome match with uh, in chemistry with Renee Zellweger and also obviously Cuba Gooding Jr., who once again someone alongside him gets nominated for an Oscar, uh, even though. Cruz also got nominated for an Oscar. And I, I should say, keep a good. did win, right? He really did show the money there. Um, but also his chemistry with Jonathan Lipnicki. I mean, that that's awesome to see. Okay. One of the cutest like child stars of all time. Uh, but yeah, I, I like, he, like he works well with others in that movie. It's just like a, it's a rewatchable movie more so than a lot of this stuff. Even though he, like he's a movie star, like like the movie star of all movie stars, his stuff people return to all the time. But Jerry Maguire, I felt I feel like I could see that on cable, put it on, and just not put it down. It has that type of feel to it. No matter what mood you're in, you can watch Jerry Maguire.
1: Yeah, very very rewatchable, good cable like TNT movie.
0: Hundred percent, and it's like you got that rom com aspect, but also it's diving into right the drama dramatization, like Tom Cruise diving into a role. Then also the sports movie aspect. It has all those things put together, right? Um, Great movie, great rewatchable movie. Okay. All right, and then my third pick here. You know the human head weighs ten pounds, Ricky.
1: Okay.
0: Third round. Third round. Go ahead.
1: Um, Don't take this. This is murder. This is. What I thought you were going to go with. Don't touch it. Um, number one, but still on the board. I feel like I have to take it now. And I'm taking Frank T.J. Mackey. Uh, Magnolia. I think that this movie's three. This actually is three hours long. Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, I think everyone thought, yep, this is the time for Cruise. This is when he's getting his Oscar. This flamboyant role. He's on stage yelling and screaming. Then he shows the emotion with his father at the end. It's like. This is the one. That's his Oscar moment. Like he had many of them in this film, um, but like especially at the end. And what do they do? The Academy give it to the older guy, Michael Caine. Cider House Rules. Not his first at Oscar though. His second win. So it's very odd. This movie's awesome, but it's three hours long. So what do you do? You just go on YouTube, you type in Frank TJ Mackey highlights, and you watch those. You watch Tom Cruise in his Element here. His last real chance for an Oscar. Love this movie, love this performance. I love where I got it at third over uh, my third pick. Uh, that's what I'm going to go with.
0: I'm quietly judging you for stealing that pick from me, Ricky Flex, cuz you know I love this role. Uh Yeah, uh this one it's a different Tom Cruise. Like he literally has the ponytail, he's really embracing like his sexuality in this movie. Uh, he's absolutely going for it, almost like more so than any other role he's ever had. When you think of early nineties, I think of other like things he's done to like really jump into roles. I think I teased it earlier. But uh this one has some depth. He is not the leading guy in the movie. It's like okay, he has a little more room to like like shine on the screen where it's like, okay, steal the movie here, steal the movie again. You know, that's him in Magnolia, just by the way he looks. The leather that he's wearing, the enthusiasm he brings, the intensity he brings—whether he's screaming to an audience or judging people in front of him during interviews, or also crying in front of his father that he has separated with after an extended amount of time—full range of emotions from this role. It is, I mean, I I, I was thinking about taking it over Rain Man, but um, I don't know. Rain Man is just a powerful movie in and of itself, more so than Magnolia, uh, and he's a he's. Basically, he's a leading man in Rain Man. He's not in Magnolia. So I guess that's why I was hoping to get mm. it in the third round. Great pick, though. I love it. That's an it's an amazing pick. I'm really I'm gonna have to like I'm I'm gonna rock your world with my next pick just to piss you off. Now
1: I, I I think I, pla-
0: I did not plan on picking this movie. I'm about to take Ricky Flex, but I'm taking it because you took this. How about that? Continue.
1: I'm picking it. My favorite roles, not necessarily favorite movies. Yes, Rain Man I think are better than. Jerry Maguire and Magnolia as a movie especially upon rewatch like wow yeah but um, what do I like Tom Cruise better in I like him better as Frank T.J. Mackey going all out for the Oscar Jerry Maguire the Oscar nom and also all around performance I like that over Rain Man personally but I respect the respect the pick
0: Okay Ricky I'm going uh, I'm I'm gonna, I'm going to let you hurt a little bit. I'm going to let you sit on the fact you know I'm going to pick this movie, but I ain't going to pick it yet. How about that? Give me another role where you could say Tom Cruise is going for it. Okay, uh, maybe obviously a little bit lesser so he just doesn't have the movie star good looks in this movie. He's got a different dye on his hair. He's got a slick suit on the entire time. He, for once, is not only not the lead of the movie, but he is the villain in the movie. How many times have you seen Tom Cruise as a villain? I'm going to give it to you right now. It's going to be Collateral. Vincent from Collateral. Okay? I didn't plan on picking this one necessarily either. I was hoping that Magnolia was going to come by. Right? Maybe on the swing going into uh, the fourth round. But... Once again, I mentioned it right before the podcast. Like he has some unbelievable, like villainous lines here. Like him with the one on one early on with Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is like, "You killed him," and he goes like, "No, the bullet, the bullets in the fall killed him. I just showed up, baby." <laughs> but like, just Tom Cruise, and like I guess, like in a Michael Mann movie, exciting, right? Fast paced, and and he's still like in this role, he still is able to show off first of all, the speed. He's still coming in with the high hands. He's still going a million miles an hour. He's breaking people's kneecaps, okay? He's snapping necks, and he's sniping people twice in the chest, once in the head, right? One millimeter apart in the chest. So, this one, I just like it because it's so different from the rest of the roles we picked so far. Villainous, you could argue Magnolia is a little bit villainous, but more of it's like, Magnolia's more like, he has a dark side to him, you know? Yes. He has a darker side to him than like Obviously, a Jerry Maguire that was a couple years before Magnolia. So I love Collateral here, collaboration with Michael Mann. Okay, um, didn't get nominated for an Oscar, but I think Jamie Fox did for Collateral. If I'm really, I, I'll have to double check there because he, he this is the same year 04, He got he won for Ray. So I think there is a crazy trivia stat where he was nominated for two Oscars at the same Academy Awards. Can you double check that for me, Ricky Flex? He's typing right now. Did he get nominated for collateral? He did. Wow, man. So was it the same Oscars that he won? Did he get nominated for best lead twice? Must no, have been two he was separate supporting
1: years. in collateral, he, they say.
0: Wow, really? So you had Cruz as the leading man?
1: All right, I got. right, you've talked enough. I got to take over. Go I got to say something. did not like Jamie Foxx in this movie.
0: Well, I didn't say he was better, I just knew he got nominated.
1: But this looking at this list pisses me off. Jamie Fox
0: at the end of that movie does very well. When he's sitting down right. like across from Bardem, that's where you're like, okay, that's the scene they're gonna play at the Oscars. But like, it's like Tom Cruise dominated this movie. Michael 100%. Mann. This is this was a Michael Mann,
1: Tom Cruise flick. This was not a Jamie Foxx Fox flick. And you're telling me this man who's already gonna, gonna win an Oscar that year weak a nomination here they, they he's already going to get a nomination at the minimum yet like guaranteed win for lead actor the Academy goes oh let's also put him in for supporting you gotta let's put make Tom this supporting. an all-time Oscar moment where he's nominated for two roles in the same year when Tom Cruise is known for pl- known for doing two movies two huge movies in the same year all the time let's do this when it's not even again jamie fox to get nominated for this we're Especially flashing back cruise. to
0: 04 for this we're flashing back to 04 for this baby jamie it's fox, crazy this is, this is this is like this this is actually so disrespectful for a guy it's, you want to give you. jamie fox like basically increasing his odds at getting an oscar with two nominations and then you're also not giving tom cruise a seasoned veteran one of the greatest movie stars on the planet an opportunity for his first oscar that is disrespectful they put him as the lead that's obviously what they did disgusting he's clearly the villain here and it goes through jamie fox this movie the movie like it's similar to like a lakeith stamp
1: getting nominated for supporting when he's clearly the lead it's that similar type of thing i am in complete shock like also best actor this year like jamie fox won for ray but leo for the aviator clint eastwood million dollar baby don cheeto hotel rwanda johnny depp finding neverland stacked so they the the academy definitely looked at that saying oh we can't put collateral jamie fox and best actor so elite actor so let's just make it supporting actor and let's put Tom. like that is so because they knowingly they because like looking at that that tells me they knowingly said you know what we want to get jamie fox a nomination for this uh role because he did so well but how are we going to fit him in if we can't fit him into that top five? Oh, oh let's put him in supporting." And they're just discounting the fact that Tom Cruise is better in that movie. It's asinine.
0: You love that word. You've been using it a lot recently. You've been watching a lot of first take. <sighs> Stephen A has been in one. Um, but no, I no, I, I agree. It's, like Tom Cruise is better in this movie. He was insane. Like, like he's he stole every scene, right? Jamie Foxx, the, the scenes that he like killed it were the ones that Tom Cruise was not featured in, if you noticed. Um right. Uh, I like disrespect. their dynamic. The in this movie the dynamic is really cool though it's like like J- Jamie Fox this is clean cut dude he likes everything so clean but when Cruise enters his life everything goes to crap and like they literally show that and then also it's like the movie overall it's like they, he he cra- he crashes and he dirt's up the taxi how he's invading his life and just making a mess out of everything that was so clean but then it's also Jamie Fox learning to live in the mess learning to get dirty
1: okay right, in order to right, get what right. He wants. taking the risk you know for his business and everything yeah yada, yeah yada, yada. i don't care this is a michael mann movie with a great performance by tom cruise
0: yes no i agree so yep collateral end of the third round going into the fourth i'm gonna steal risky business from you because you took my magnolia uh you think me i mean honestly think of most famous tom cruise scenes ever you think show me the money probably Uh, You probably think of Magnolia. You probably – him in front of the – him giving the sex seminar. Uh, You could name a couple from Top Gun. But you think of him in his boxers sliding with the shades on, okay, with the Ray-Bans, okay. Uh, I think this one – I'm basically taking this out of spite because of you taking Magnolia. So I'll just admit that again. Uh, A teen romp – a teen comedy – that like I think it's flown under the radar based on other teen comedies that come out a little later in the decade. I think Risky Business '83, I believe. You have the John Hughes like era hitting like '84 through '86, really setting in there. So it feels like it's almost like a forgotten one, but it's it is like a mature teen comedy too. Like it's got some mature themes, 100 in that film. Um, 100, yeah. I'm just that's my pick. I'm gonna go Risky Business,
1: iconic movie. Because um, of Cruise, like I, th- I like your little well, breakdown there. It's like the pre-Brat Pack, pre-Ferris Bewer, John Hughes era. I like that. Um, I will also say, just all time movie poster. Um, if, you, if you don't know it, look it up. I actually bought it for college. Yes, I'm. I did that. Um, all time poster, loved it. Um, this movie's awesome. Yeah, you did steal it from me. This is gonna be my next pick. This is what. Like Tom Cruise, uh, Top Gun, excuse me, Top Gun, solidified him as a movie star and really like became an A lister. This was like him coming Watch onto out. the scene, yeah. And I, I, I'm gonna tease another pick, but I know no one's gonna pick it. Like The Outsiders was the same year, I believe, '83, and like he had a very small role in that, but that was such a big cast.
0: He's like the right? ninth lead in that movie, yeah. But he's the and most he's successful, the biggest, guy. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it's like that, and then you have this come out later in the year. It's like, oh crap! It's like. Uh, it's like, oh crap, we effed up on this, right? Like, we should have had him as uh, what do you call it, as the lead, right? So, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, what were we doing? But, um, great pick,
0: Ralph Macchio instead. Uh, all right, so let's go to your fourth round pick, Ricky Flex. So, you need if you want to take a Mission Impossible Ethan Hunt, you got to name whatever movie you're going to take with it, or you pick, uh, yeah, you got to do one of those and then another Tom Cruise role. So, I'm going
1: to do my Ethan Hunt pick right now. I want this before my next pick because to be honest, Ethan Hunt is my uh, like top three, top two like roles for Tom Cruise. Um, And I'm going to go with just the biggest one and my favorite. And that's fallout. That's my favorite. I don't want to tease anything else, but I'll just like speak on it. Fallout is what, like, I know this whole new trilogy, the the tr- new trilogy for Mission Impossible is huge, right? But Fallout was like, holy crap, the third in the trilogy, stunts, everything. That's where, like, the climax hit, right? But then we see Dead Reckoning trailer earlier this week. It's like, crap, are we going bigger than this? And you thought I wouldn't, right? I remember we saw this. We were, like, front row on my birthday. Front row with our dad watching this movie we were just in awe even though we had the worst seats we were just like holy crap this movie's incredible and i will say out of the mission impossibles although this isn't like his best performance acting wise i think i'd rather have this one to pick out of my ethan hunts because this is his action franchise this is him showing tom cruise in the 21st century the most and i want that on my board diversify my board a little bit because i'm a little too deep into the critical success the acting the drama the character studies so i'm going to go Fallout, ethan hunt for my pick
0: so this is you're right this is the best movie to showcase who he's been for the past 15 years right this newer generation what they know tom cruise to be this the crazy stunts the breaking of the leg while sprinting the helicopter chases okay the jumping off buildings this is like tom that is Tom Cruise that we know like the action star. Uh but in terms of like Mission Impossible impossible acting this wouldn't have been my first pick and obviously I think you made that perfectly clear. Um uh, this is I think the Mission Impossibles have become just as we said when we talked about Dead Reckoning it's just finding ways to appall audiences. Not appall but like to wow them. To like take their breath away with stunts, McQuarrie I think understands, and I think he's on the same wavelength as Tom Cruise. Uh, Tom, like they both understand. They're just gonna push what a human can actually accomplish on a screen, and that's what's gonna like impress audiences. Because if you look at the dialogue, like you can't remember one, like one piece of dialogue from Tom Cruise in that movie. Like name a line from Fallout. It's impossible. Like it's just like. Whatever. You think of the theme song. like You know, that's like, whatever. You think of him jumping and doing actual stunts. But that's what makes, like, Mission Impossible, like, so special. And it's aged like a fine wine, like we said last time. But I like to pick Fallout. Definitely. It's hard to pick between Ghost Protocol into Rogue Nation. And you look at, like, Fallout afterwards. You look at that, those three movies, latter half of his time, as Ethan Hunt. It's clearly Fallout. To me, there's only two choices for Mission Impossible here to make the top ten.
1: Completely agree, um, and then my fifth pick. I think this is the hardest pick of the draft here, because um, obviously you only have one pick left, and that will be an Ethan Hunt pick. Pressure's on. I think this is where there's a I, my eight through double lawyer thirteen. My eight through go- twelve on my board are just all interchangeable. In my is opinion. he
0: going double lawyer?
1: I'm not gonna go double lawyer. I just talked about diversity. In my board wow. I'm picking double yeah. lawyer. I can't do that. So
0: Mitch McDeer will not be in our top ten. Um, I would have, I w- honestly would have picked the firm if you didn't take Magnolia, but I had to take Risky Business. I, I like him, and I like him as McDeer better than Risky Business, bro. I oh, would have taken okay. it. I, I, I would have taken the firm over Risky Business. I love that movie so much more, but I can't. I had to spite you. <laughs> I. That's interesting. That's
1: interesting because like the firm, like I think as acting, like he was great in that. He was so good in the firm. I'd be willing if you so
0: if the uh, Ricky, if you want to take the firm right now, I'm willing to trade risky business for the firm.
1: Okay, so you want the firm. Yes, I'll do that trade.
0: I did say that the first
1: way. trade in the pocket, the driving podcast history. Are we doing this?
0: No. Actually, I take it back. Revoke. Uh, <laughs> because that would dude, that would give you risky business. You get the iconic moment. You got Jerry Maguire. And then you got a f- few good men. I think that would just like overwhelm your board compared to my like collateral and then final pick. I don't know. I feel like it would outweigh it. I think Risky Business holds, does hold some weight because it has the iconic image of Tom Cruise in the shades, you know? Um, crap. Okay. So I mean, yeah, it's going right, to be so off the board. It's going to be off. i I going to stick to the spite because you, Bagn- you, you still have Magnolia, you know? Yeah, I, I thought you were going to do a trade. For Magnolia. I'll do yeah, that. but I'm not doing that. Okay, fine. I, yeah, I can't
1: do that. That was I'm an epic up. tease. Yeah, that was... Whew. So the, no trade has ever been done on the Drive-In Podcast, to be clear. Still. Okay. Closest. Okay, so... Yeah, so you have to pick Ethan Hunt so I can talk this out. All right, so... The movies that are in this area for me... And again, I'm talking about, like, Tom Cruise's performance. It's not my favorite like movie out of this bunch. So that's why they're all kind of in the same realm. Right? So the color of money as Vincent, I have eyes wide shut and um, last one. Crap. Where's it? Minority report. Okay. Those are the three I'm toying with. I feel like minority reports, more of a Steven Spielberg movie um, and ensemble a little bit. I don't necessarily love that performance as much just solely So I'm going to take that one out eyes wide shut. I think he was good, but again, the movie itself, I think pulls it back a little bit and I think he could have done more. So I think I'm going to take that out and I'm going to go. I think this hurts my board because I don't think a lot of people have seen it, but I'm going to take the color of money Scorsese. And yes, Paul Newman was great in this in the third act. They definitely focus on Paul Newman, but I think, this is 1986, same year as Top Gun. He's also showcasing his charisma. The, the thing I don't like about it as much, is, besides what I said about the third act, is also he looks different, but not like a collateral sort of way. But like the hair and the earring and everything, he does look different. Not his normal self. I don't love that. But
0: yeah, I, I, I have a fun fact about his like the way he looks in that movie, but keep going.
1: But uh, I guess last thing before you say that is like, I just, when he's on the pool table, like his introduction scene all the time. That's like such a great character introduction. Him faking like he's killing and shooting people with the pool stick while destroying John Taturo on the on the on the tables. And he's also like doing like martial arts moves with the pool stick. Werewolves yelling, of London, bro. That song is playing, and he's yes. murdering it. And then he's playing video games while playing pool, <laughs> and he's just yeah. absolutely destroying John Taturo, who isn't a slouch. But he keeps going back for Paul Newman for money, then coming back and going back and forth and everything. Awesome movie. I re- this is another one I rewatched over the weekend. Unbelievable movie. Great performance by Cruise. But again, like Paul Newman gets the Oscar here. Uh, sequel 25 years later to The Hustler. So it makes sense. That's my final pick. Kind of hurts my board, but I like it myself. So I'm a man of integrity.
0: This is why I wanted um, I wanted the second pick of this draft. Because I knew this would be a tough decision for you. Uh, I had the three same three lined up. Minority Report, Color of Money and Eyes Wide Shut. Personally, I think I would I would I would have went Minority Report. But sticking to Color of Money and talking about the way he looked. His hair looks a little funky here. He doesn't look the same as he does in Top Gun. He grows his hair out, but he has to So here's the fun fact. Tom Cruise had to do reshoots for Top Gun while he was preparing for Color of Money. So the scene in Top Gun when he jumps into the elevator with Kelly McGillis he has a towel around his neck, right? And she has a hat on. Her hair looks different for a movie, and his hair is too long. So they're hiding it with the towel, right? A little fun fact for anyone that, uh, next time they watch Top Gun. Uh, yeah, I love that. Just for the werewolves of London scene, it's so worth it. And him like hitting the pool shot behind the back. Like it's just, this is like the beginning of Tom Cruise taking these roles like serious enough where he's going to become professional at whatever he's doing. This is like early on him doing that, you know Uh, where he's going to learn how to fly a helicopter. Eventually how he's going to learn how to fly a jet and like all these different, like all these things. He's like, it's going to start off a little small, like playing pool, but just like the way he does that, it's not a stunt double doing it. He's committed to it. That says a lot for the future. And then teaming up with Scorsese, at such a young age after working with Tony Scott for, like, obviously, great blockbuster and Ridley Scott for Top Gun. Brit Ridley Scott, legend. The year before you brought that up earlier, that I was not aware of. Uh, good pick, good pick. It's it was a tough one. I do, I give you props for sticking to your guns and going color of money. I'll wrap up the draft draft with mystery relevant to me. Uh, you got to go just old school Mission Impossible. I think that's the pick here. Uh, so he, this is this movie comes out in '96. Uh, who did this one? who directed this one? It was um Ryan right, De Palma. De Palma. Yes, sorry. I was I blank for a second. De Palma directs it. When you think of this movie, you don't think as much of like the jumping off cliffs and like incredible stunt work that is like pushing like the human capabilities. But you do have, right? You got like him above uh Floor, right? The sensors around him. You got incredible body control in that scene. Uh, You also have, it's like the birth of what is to come. And it's kind of cool when you look at 1996, what this franchise looked like. Was it going to last? Like all the way to 2022. So to see him like start off in that role during that period where he has Jerry Maguire in the same year in '96. And then going on to Magnolia, and he's a and he has years before it, okay, where he's doing critically acclaimed stuff to still like commit to doing these action movies during this era. I think this movie shows his versatility on the filmography when people thought like maybe he won't be doing these action films anymore, okay. But I love having Mission Impossible here. I probably would have wanted to have Fallout, if anything, because I have a tight connection with these later films from that franchise, and I love what McQuarrie's done with it. And it seems like him and Cruz have a great relationship. So, yeah, that's going to be Mr. Irrelevant. I'm going to run through the draft, okay, Uh, Ricky Flix's picks and my picks, and then we'll drop in some honorable mentions that we haven't discussed already. Insane draft today. So Ricky Flicks has a few good men. He has Jerry Maguire. He has Magnolia, Mission Impossible Fallout, and then Scorsese's the color of money. Dr. O has Pete Mitchell, okay, Maverick from Top Gun. He's got Rain Man. I said he as in third person. Uh, Rain Man, Collateral, Risky Business, and then Mission Impossible. Okay, Ricky Flux, how do you think you did with this draft?
1: Besides my last pick, I loved my board. I, If I got Risky Business, I would have the complete board, so you're right. I could have to make it look better, pick something else. But I just stuck to my guns, took my favorite, more favorite or my, my preference for Tom Cruise performance in the last pick. So I love it. This is a fun draft. Tom Cruise is the goat. Tom Cruise is the goat. I, I,
0: I like my pet. My, my board is pretty consistent, which I like. Uh, I like the variety. I got the young rolled risky business. I got like the blockbuster with Pete Maverick. Uh, Pete Mitchell, I got Rain Man, the Oscar winner, Collateral, the villain, and then like the first, like stemming off the franchise. So, uh, honorable mentions, Ricky Flex. You already brought up Eyes Wide Shut. I had that as well. I do enjoy that movie. Oh, well, I don't even know if I say I enjoy it. Yeah, that. I don't know. It's, if, it's, do we I, enjoy I, it? <laughs> I think I've only seen it once all the way through. I'm afraid to return to it, to be honest. I know it's a good movie, Kubrick's final film. Uh, it has I, that shadowing it, released,
1: though. The Kubrick shadow over uh, it which hurts it in my opinion kind of And makes it, it the scary. editing yeah yeah and <laughs> that's yeah and uh it didn't get edited at the end properly there's different endings similar to, like the blade runner like the which cut is it right the, the Kubrick, there was never like a Kubrick cut and he always like has final say and everything mm-hmm. that's like a big thing with him but so it's also
0: that, like eyes wide shut is like an unsure tom cruise like it's not one that is sure of himself like so many and cocky and arrogant like his other roles that's why i was tempted to pick it he like he doesn't like he doesn't have confidence in himself in the fact that he doesn't trust his wife. Okay, and uh, yeah. he's not confident in like situations he finds himself in. He finds himself in. Uh, what do you gonna say?
1: One final thing with this, he's a physician, a doctor. In this, he never sells me.
0: Tom Cruise is like oh, a good yeah. doctor.
1: He just never sold me on it. And if you can't sell me on that, I know the movie's not about that. But there's many scenes when he's a doctor in here. It just it was tough for me. And yes like i did like the performance i did like the movie it's just like for me to put it as a top 10 tom cruise role i just couldn't do it
0: if you if you're married never watch that movie <laughs> if you haven't seen it um there's also i was and there's a scene in that movie where he meets the girl with aids he doesn't know she has aids spoiler alert um <laughs> but he kisses her and i'm just like dude like, I like that never crosses his mind. Like, after he did that, like, he he's a doctor, ha- he might have AIDS. And I'm like, that's where I was just like, dude, like, I learned this in like fifth grade, like, you might have AIDS, dude. And then he never gets checked out, and like, he goes to see his wife again. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Uh, I think, uh, Jack Reacher, it's a newer type of movie. Uh, he doesn't really sell you on the like the traditional Jack Reacher character from the books. But Tom Cruise playing him, what he's capable of, you know, he can kick your ass. But at the same time, he's not this tall, imposing figure like we see in the TV show. I think you could argue the TV show actually hurts Tom Cruise's movies just because it goes like, oh, this is the guy that's supposed to be Jack Reacher. This books, guy yeah. is, well, like in the, like, yeah. This, like, oh, the new TV be... show. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So, like the Alan Richardson character. Uh, I think we also, I mean, you can say it, or else, yeah, when you're bored. I think one glares from our childhood.
1: Oh, from our childhood,
0: like uh, I guess, like two thousand eight.
1: Oh, so the, I was also I was not going to pick this for the top ten, but if it was a top fifteen, this was easily 100%. making it. Yeah, Les Grossman,
0: hundred percent. If we had top, a third third man on this draft, he gets picked. Les Grossman. It's it's a
1: glorified cameo, but it's arguably the greatest cameo of all time. He got he won a Golden Globe for this. Didn't or he, he
0: really? Got, or already nominated. No way! Yeah, it's insane. Like, this, this movie, surprisingly, like, I mean, Downey Jr. got an Oscar nomination yeah, for this yeah, movie. Yeah. He won. Oh, oh sorry. Sorry no, sorry. no, no. I mean, he lost. Les Grossman won.
1: No, no. Les Grossman won. Sorry. That's what I was saying. For the Globe? Like, He actually won the Globe That's versus enough. Downey Jr. didn't That's, win the that Globe.
0: Shows, that shows you the illegitimacy of the Golden Globes if he right. won for that. That was like, that seemed like it would win an MTV award, not like a Golden Globe or an Oscar. Like, <laughs> But when I first saw that movie, I didn't know that was Tom Cruise. I think we all didn't know i will f you up (laughs) massacre you
1: (laughs) we don't negotiate with terrorists listen f stick
0: (laughs) that might be his most quotable movie where's the key grip (laughs) i want want him in the face really hard (laughs) g5 we don't negotiate. we don't negotiate with terrorists (laughs) g5
1: man (laughs) (laughs) mccani Play-a. Screw the TiVo. No. Um, but yeah, uh, no. Like, yeah. Again, that's a top 15. Um, I feel like if we were to do like a top 10, not representing anything, but just say like 10 rules that were the most important to Tom Cruise. There's a glaring one that we don't have, and it's his first ever Oscar nomination. Yeah. It's born on the 4th of July. Never now, seen it all the way through. I can't, so I, can't. I watched it all the way through last night. I, rented, oh, it. I <laughs> oh God, rented it. I paid the money. I think it's Whoa. the only money I've actually, uh, the only rental I've ever done, like without like being with people, like a solo rent. You know what I mean? Like I didn't yeah. go out to Blockbuster. Okay. No, I did that the other that de- for, I did that
0: a couple. I did that for a draft a couple weeks ago. I forgot what it was for, but keep going.
1: I did it for this movie because I was like, "crap, I've never watched it all the way through." And I don't feel comfortable drafting this unless I watch it all the way through. I watch it all the way through. This is just Platoon 2.0, classic Oliver Stone, uh, like just propaganda against war. I'm not saying I'm for or against that. I'm just saying this is like, this is an Oliver Stone movie. But unlike Platoon, which is more of an ensemble, this was clearly Tom Cruise is like, you're going for that Oscar. Yep. And I respect that. I just think the movie jumps so much in, um, crap, what's his name of the movie? Ron? Ron? Ron Kovic. Ron Kovic. I mean, it's all a true story, like everything, but they skip some of the best juicy scenes. Like at the end, they just jump like from his like overcoming adversity to him speaking in front of people at a, at the Democratic National or Repu, the Democratic National Convention. But they don't show the speech. But they were teasing it from the first scene, and it's like we don't get that juicy Oscar moment. We get Oscar moments,
0: but we don't get the juiciest ones. I've yeah, it, you can you spoil know. it for me. It's not like I don't I want to see it.
1: It's, yeah, I'm not saying it's <laughs> worth seeing it, to be honest. Like, it's not the greatest movie. And to be honest, like, Dan Day-Lewis won for My Left Foot, so it palsy. Like, he was going to win no matter what. So I'm not saying Tom Cruise should have won. I don't think, I think Dan Day-Lewis was better. I'm just saying, like, Reminded this one. I'm getting it by Tom
0: Cruise, though. Full body transformation. In right, the paralyzed,
1: everything. Like, he went all out for this one. I think almost any other year he wins, to be honest. I'm just saying the movie itself just lacked for me so much. I couldn't pick it.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I think we pretty much at least teased every other role that he's done. His accuracy with his roles—it's insanity. Uh, American Made. What do you think about that movie? Comes at a weird time in his career. Narcos is like, the yeah, middle of Narcos. Yes, that was just like it's, it was totally inspired by. I that. think it, I think if that was
1: made in two thousand five, that is a monster hit.
0: Yeah, it just comes at a time where, like, he's making, like, Mission Impossible. It seems like he's, like, half going into, like, the action aspect and half, like, trying to be, like, serious about it. Like, I just, like, it's, like, it's just at a – was like, he's trying to, like, almost, like, have a culmination of his career with American-made. <laughs> he's American like, Made, he's like, oh,
1: I can fly planes in a movie? Sign me up. <laughs> right, like, but it's also got, it like,
0: that true story aspect, like, he can actually showcase some of that acting skill. But mainly it's just wearing shades the entire time, looking cool, hair breeze, and driving a plane. Yeah, That's pretty much no.
1: what it is. Um, I guess real quick, one that was in that same realm was Collateral, manor Report, Eyes Wide Shut for me, um, was Edge of Tomorrow.
0: Oh, yeah. like yes. I love
1: that movie. The reason why I think those, the ones I said before, is that Emily Blunt, I think, is phenomenal in Edge of Tomorrow.
0: And is that live Die Repeat?
1: Yes. Yes. And they're doing, the second one's in development, allegedly.
0: It's Whoa! Been development,
1: it's been in development for a while, but... Allegedly, they're going to make a second one of that. I can't be more happy for that. But Edge of Tomorrow was an awesome movie. But again, Emily Blunt really, I think, was for me the best performance that, in that. Even though I think Tom Cruise is great in that as well. Um, that's, so that's the a quick- height
0: of sci-fi movies that aren't in a franchise. Like you have got a bunch of those that came out during that time. Like that was the best Oblivion. one that came out that didn't have that, that didn't have a sequel to it. You know, it stood on its own. A lot of times, those fail. That one actually was successful critically you know that that wasn't happening all the time it's like moonfall that came out like a couple months ago like that type of style it feels like out of place coming like it's like critically good it's like a a movie coming out in 20 a roland emmerich movie coming out in 2022 but like it's not even like a 97 you know what i'm talking about it's like in that like 2010 range i kind of
1: this is gonna be a hot take and not i don't at all say that it's close to this movie that i'm about to compare it to but like mad max fury road just came out of nowhere Right, I know it's a franchise, but like it came out of nowhere. The the previous movie was like I don't know how how far back it was, yeah, like or nineties. Yeah, I think maybe ninety touched the nineties, but like that just came out of nowhere, was incredible. But then it's gone again. I know that Furious is coming out next year, whatever. But I'm just saying, like action movie surprise, Edge of Tomorrow, huge surprise. Did not see that coming out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like because I was like, this is when. He's about to hit an absolute groove with. Right. uh, And Emily Bunn's about to get
1: huge after
0: this. Yeah. She's about to start pumping out movies as well. And uh, yeah. uh, I like that. Yeah.
1: Um, Last thing I'll say here World of the Worlds. Yeah. I
0: like that growing up. That was on a lot. That was was a TNT movie. Tough with Scary Movie 4, I will say. That goes but, with the dad relationship you're talking about too. Yes. It's like, Spielberg. Like right there. saying
1: Spielberg again, who suffered similar issues there, daddy issues there. But I definitely think that movie gets kind of crapped on a lot, especially Scary Movie 4, like I mentioned. But his performance I thought was really good. I like him talking about Dakota Fanning and that. But like I think that he was really who good. Who's the as kid? Well.
0: Who is the son? Oh, uh, know? oh. Was, I'll look it up real quick. He looks,
1: I, I think Scary Movie 4 was Greg the Egg, right? Who, or, who, who is that? You look up World of the Worlds. He I looks look like
0: um board. Oh, it's Justin Chatwin. This guy looks so familiar. What the heck was this guy in? Oh my god. Let me, ready, ready for this? He's like a he's like a, in like okay. Wait for this, wait for this, wait for this. Actor. This guy okay. looks so familiar, bro. What is he in?
1: Leslie Nielsen was in Scary Movie 4. Oh, dude, yeah, of course. He he was in multiple
0: Scary Movies, I'm pretty sure. Simon Rex. Remember Simon Rex was in all these movies? Yeah. The Dragonfly. Oh, my God. What is the name of this freaking movie, bro? This guy looks so familiar. He's in Weeds. That might be it. Weeds. You ever seen that show?
1: No, but I know it.
0: Look, yeah, so this guy. I'm going to share my screen real quick just so you can see this guy's face because you're going to be like, it's this guy. It's from Weeds. That's definitely what I recognize him from. Uh, Sorry. Da, 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 da. One second. I know this is bad radio, but that's okay. We're all yeah. I don't
1: done. even see Robbie Justin Chatwin. Hmm.
0: He this was stupid totally... what is it, he in? He's in Weeds. That's what I. That's, that's what I it? remember. I ne- I've only seen a couple. Like that's he was like the boyfriend in Weeds, or no, no. Um, what's that other show? William H Macy, bro. Oh, uh, the Homeless Shameless?
1: One. Shameless. Shameless.
0: He's in Shameless. That's okay. It. Got all it. I've only seen a season or two of that show. It wasn't really my vibe, but that's why I recognized him. All right, but, yeah, he's the guy. He was kind of a brat, but he he had a tough, tough time with his dad. Teenage years. All right, Uh, so that's going to do it for our Tom Cruise Rolls draft. Fun draft. uh, Glad to always. Debate and take Ricky Flicks head on. Make sure you check out the special graphic he's going to have with this episode. All right. Reply us, right? Who do you think won the draft? what did we miss out on? Okay. Let us know. Uh, make sure you also follow the pod because guess what? We're going to see we're recording on Wednesday. We're going to see Top Gun tomorrow night. Okay. Review dropping next week, episode 108. Okay. We're going to do uh probably 108. Might do a Monday drop, I would assume. Monday drop for Top Gun Maverick.
1: I will also say Obi Wan comes out on Friday. Oh man. Things, so oh, like man. it's gonna be hit. Like, what do we do on Monday? I don't know.
0: Like maybe we have to do like an immediate pod like tomorrow night after we see Top Gun. We might do like a 20 minute instant reaction. I wouldn't hate that just to like if it's that good. I Get think the if juices
1: can, flowing. Well while you, the juices are flowing.
0: If you if you see that we drop a pod. Okay, on Friday, that'll tell you to go see Top Gun Maverick ASAP. Either way, make sure you hit the theaters. Tom Cruise never disappoints as we just went over. Make sure you follow us on social media, at The Drive-In Pod, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Follow us on YouTube, okay? We're posting clips there regularly. Uh, Until next time, we will smell you.